0: Have you ever looked for something and like could not find what you needed anywhere? So you're like, I'm gonna make a video about this. Just me? Just our guest? (laughs) Stay tuned to find out.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are sharing stories of women YouTube creators in order to inspire other women to start creating. In each episode, we deep dive into why these women chose YouTube to create on their struggles, their successes, and of course, get real about what happens when you're a female creator on the internet. This podcast is brought to you by TubeBuddy, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. Now let's get into it with your hostess, Desiree Martinez.
0: What's up, ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of YouTube podcast. It is an honor to be in your earbuds today. I love the idea of making things because I could not find them in myself. This is literally the reason this podcast exists. I got so sick of not being able to find a place for women creators to feel that they had a place to like connect and grow and learn from each other. And I was like, I'm just gonna do it because... I'm one of those people. I don't complain. I don't sit back and I don't complain and then do nothing. I am totally a person that's like, there's a problem. I'm going to go fix the world with it. So today's guest is Karin and she is just an amazing creator because not only is she spending so much time creating YouTube videos like all of us do, but she is quite literally recording herself, creating beautiful iPad sketches and paintings and showing other people how they can do these things too and it's so cool. She is one of those creators that has found great amounts of success without ever showing her face and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today in this episode about like how she got started, why she chose to do this, what this journey has been like for her, what her personal life has been like through this journey and all of these different things. There's a lot to unpack with things like jumping from Instagram onto YouTube and the struggle with trying to create content when you live in a small space and you have a spouse and they make noise and, and have a life too, but you really want to do this thing. And and how do you grow and, and how do you scale? Like it's just, it's so many things, but at the end of the day, the core of everything that's happening is really great content that helps people solve a problem they have and in the case the problems is how to do different things on their iPads. You are definitely gonna to want to buckle up for this one because it is it is so good and of course everything is just a little bit better when you have an accent. At least I think it's accent because of where she is. Anyway, let's do this guys. I am so excited to have you on the show to talk about your incredibly beautiful YouTube channel and everything that you have to offer Corinne thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, we start out the same way every time. Why YouTube? oh
2: good good question so um the the first time i posted something on youtube was just to try it out i i I made some videos i actually started with instagram so i um four years ago a little bit over four years ago i got an ipad with an apple pencil and i started trying it out and i was absolutely fascinated by what i could do with this ipad and my apple pencil and so i i started um new Instagram account and I started posting lettering things on there and then I started making videos as well so I would hold my phone with one hand and I would write on my iPad with the other hand and um, i posted those little videos on Instagram and people love them they've never seen anyone write on an iPad not many people had an Apple Pencil so they were just fascinated so I thought oh maybe I should put this on YouTube as well so, I just posted the stuff and but i didn't think too much about it it was not It was not really a, a strategy or anything. I just wanted to try it out and then I, I figured out that um, YouTube was very hard it required a lot more post processing and editing and 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 you know just to make it look nice. so, I actually stopped doing YouTube for quite a while so i um, I carried on with Instagram, and that was the main focus that I had really doubling down posting every day and create things and really like for me it was i I forced myself to create something every day that i could post on instagram a to become better at my art but also just to have something there to create content and so that that's that's really how it started and and then um I opened a shop, so I had an online shop, which, which was great. And then people started asking me questions and they said, oh, how can I install these things on my iPad and rather than explaining it to them and you know writing it down and, and sending it to them, I thought, oh, I'll make a video. I'll just explain it and I show them how to do things. So again, and then those little tutorials went on my YouTube channel as well. So I put them on my website and linked to YouTube. And so I carried on doing that. So really my main focus for the channel was to help people with questions that they had. So I didn't have to answer them every time because it was much faster. Just send a link and then they can watch it. And then usually it it did the trick. And so I did that for a couple of years. And and then all of a sudden I noticed that I had 6,000 subscribers. And I didn't even do anything. Like, the only thing I did was just post those tutorials. I didn't promote it. I didn't do anything with it. And then I thought, oh, that's not bad. And actually, at the time when I started posting those um, videos, um, I I just pressed that monetization button. I actually thought, yeah, why not? You know, just let's just try it out. And at the time, you didn't need, there was no, like, you could just turn it on and every video got monetized immediately and and then i thought, this oh, <laughs> yeah 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 so I, it was always like that was not even a, a an issue and and then i thought oh hmm, what happens now if maybe i should make a bit more of an effort right so this people apparently like watching this so <laughs> and then i started investigating like because i was just filming with my iphone i didn't have any equipment like the sound there wasn't even any good sound it was just terrible and um so I thought oh maybe I should improve this a bit so I I ended up getting a bit of camera and uh, another problem I had was I didn't want to be in front of the camera I was like super shy I even my voice I'm super conscious I've got this accent and and I'm like no I don't know if I don't think people want to listen to me and so I was very shy about it and and but then I thought well you know I'll try if people don't like it that's okay it's you know so I did that and, um, and, and so it wasn't too bad and I got over it and, and so I've got a new camera and I've started filming myself a little bit as well and just sort of putting myself out there more. And, um, and then the next problem I had was I, I, really, I really struggled producing videos because I have a full-time job. And I was living in this tiny little apartment. So I could only film on Saturday morning because the light was coming in around the corner at the right time. So I had the right light. And and it also was when my husband wasn't making any noise in this little apartment, like you can hear everything. So so that really was quite restrictive. So I had to really time it right and shoot the video and edit it. So my whole weekend was gone. So that's, and that, that sort of, yeah, it was it was very hard. And and then I didn't really know how to use Premiere and I taught myself how to use that. And it, it was just like a very steep learning curve. <laughs> and so I, I wasn't as dedicated as I wanted to be because it was just very, very hard. And I had to convince myself very hard to do this. But every now and then I did, okay, I'm just going to sit down, I'm going to make this video. and So I wasn't very consistent either. So I, I made maybe... 20 videos a year and then last year i decided i was going to take another step up and i really wanted to focus on this channel and make more videos but then we decided to move Um, we lived in auckland and we decided to move to queenstown and so we did open homes and i couldn't have my room anymore for for the videos so i just didn't make any and and i was sad i I didn't reach my goals I, i had these there's goals in mind and I didn't do anything about it. And I was just quite frustrated and almost depressed about it because I felt I had this chance and I didn't take it, but then we moved and now we've, we've got this new house and I've got a little room now and I can leave my things set up. So that's definitely made it a lot easier. And, and so now, um, yeah, it's much easier to, to produce content and to make the videos. And, and then I've learned a little bit also how to edit it a bit faster and, and make it a bit
0: nicer. And, And yeah, so that, that's kind of, uh, maybe the the long. That's a really emotional journey that you just took us on. That is for sure. I mean, from like just solving a problem and, and, and realizing that you could like do more with it around monetization, when to record, like limited windows, like that is a lot to digest. How, like, tell us about where you are now as a creator and and tell us about what kind of content that you create
2: yeah so um i'm still trying to figure this out you know so i've really started doing the how-to videos and showing like doing little tutorials because that's what my instagram audience really wants. so that was another reason maybe i i make videos on instagram but then you know you can only have a minute. And I didn't want to do IGTV, I wanted to just stay on the, the main feed and so the one minute videos and I, I write something on the iPad and then I speed it up so it goes into one minute. Usually the videos maybe five to 10 minutes and then I just speed them up and then I post it and people go, it's too fast, I can't follow, please. Make a tutorial. And so that's where the idea came from as well, making the tutorials and then putting them on YouTube so people can follow and uh, describe what I do and it's just a lot more detailed. But now I I think I'm at the point where I want to take it a step further. And so it's, it's really a very search-based channel that I have. People find me usually because they search for it or they find it on my website. But now I want to take it a step further and, and sort of try and bring my personality in it a little bit more and, you know, connect to people and really... Figure out how how it can help them more, how it can connect with my audience, and and create content that that they enjoy watching, but not just because they learn something, but also because it's maybe a little bit entertaining, and and they just they just want to watch it. But you know, it, I'm, I think I'm quite a long way away from that, so I'm just carrying on working on it and 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 figuring it out, and and figuring out what
0: topics people like to watch, and. Yeah. And how I can connect you I think what I love about this journey that you have. So guys, when we are recording this call, uh, Karen's at 21,000 subscribers and she has 900,000 views and she just admitted, she's like, I'm just still trying to figure things out. I'm still trying to make things better. I'm still trying to create content that people want to consume. And I just love like that humbleness of it where it's like, you know, you're in the same place as a lot of us are. Who, no matter where we are, I feel like we all hit this point, no matter where we are on YouTube, where we're like, I just, I just don't know if I'm creating good enough content, or if what I'm doing is working, or what that looks like. So I love that you shared that with us. Now you had mentioned that. You did a lot with Instagram and then you had this pivot into YouTube. Talk to us about how creating content for Instagram is different than creating content for YouTube, outside the obvious of like videos and length and stuff. And how have you found a way for them to work together? Yeah, that's actually a really, really
2: good question because I'm I'm still struggling with this. You know, I feel felt like Instagram it, it, I was very lucky. I, I was there at the right time. I had the right Instagram handle so that iPad littering handle really worked for me because at the time I would then comment on other people's posts and then people say, Oh, iPad littering. What is that? So that name really helped me at the yeah. start to grow my audience. And, um, and then I thought, Oh, you know, if, if maybe if I post on Instagram that I have things on YouTube, people would follow me there but that didn't happen. It, I mean, it, you know, to to degree it did, but not to not not as much as I hoped. And and then I realised that YouTube is a completely different beast to Instagram. The community is very different. It's you know people watch YouTube for a different reason that they are on Instagram. And and so I had to actually learn that. I, I'm still learning that now. I still don't really quite understand YouTube as much, just because I haven't studied it that much. I've put a lot of effort into studying Instagram, how it works, what type of content people enjoy watching, and and sort of engaging with the community there. And and I feel it's 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 quite different on YouTube. On Instagram, everyone is nice. There's no like, I can probably count on. Two hands, how many bad comments I got in four years of Instagram. Like, no one can't criticize, like, you know, the, the odds feedback you get, but no one tells you what they think, really. It's, you know, either they like it, double tap, or they say nothing. And that's kind of how you gauge whether people enjoy your content or not. So it's not, you can't really tell by people telling you or giving you feedback as in, you know, you shouldn't do this or do that. Like it's 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 very different. And on YouTube, they're more vocal. They say, I don't know, I don't like this, and they say, oh, you know, I don't understand what you're saying because of your accent or that. They're really quite vocal about about giving feedback, and so it's different. And and
0: that's something that that I'm still trying to figure out how to. You Have know, you found that the this. feedback on YouTube has been discouraging in any way? Like, has it made you feel like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, or? anything like that and, and have you found a way to overcome it no actually no i i feel like i've got quite a thick skin it doesn't bother me That's and
2: I, I also understand that you know sometimes people the the reason why they say the things they do it's actually not about me it's actually about themselves some people feel you know they're just not in a good state of mind when they're watching something so if they find something to say bad to make themselves feel better then that's why they do that and I feel it's it's really helped me deal with these types of things you know really thinking about why a person would say something and understanding that and then you know have empathy for them and I, I feel like if everyone who, who comments, I say something bad or whatever, I, I look at it with empathy and say, why, why why did this person say this in this moment? And then it, it doesn't affect me. I, I, you know, I get a lot. I also have to say, I get so many good comments as well. Like, you know, the majority of, of feedback is really, really great. And and so that that's also another way of looking at it. You know, don't sort of dwell on, on the, the, the trolls, you know, they're, they're everywhere, and as, as, you know, it's also something I'm going to have to deal with as my channel grows. Is you know, the, the bigger the audience, the more likely you are to attract the trolls and. It's just what happens. So I, I it, it doesn't It's, a it's it
0: total. It's totally what it is. And it's like they're a magnet for the bad stuff. I know we were totally on a roll, but I wanna help you solve a problem we all have as creators. Trying to stay connected with your subscribers and viewers can be so frustrating when you are relying on an algorithm to stay connected. Sometimes your videos don't reach everyone that would want to see them, which is why you should be growing an email list ASAP. And the best tool for that is gonna be ConvertKit. ConvertKit is made specifically for creators. It has fantastic features like landing pages, website pop-ups, list segmentation, website integration, and so much more. I personally use ConvertKit after literally spending years trying and failing with different email platforms. But with ConvertKit, I can send broadcasts, create landing pages, and make funnels in less than 30 minutes. This allows me to give consistent value to my viewers by sending them my newest videos, freebies, and of course, telling them about the different sales opportunities I have going on. No matter where you are in your YouTube journey, start collecting emails for free with ConvertKit. That's right, for free, ladies. Just head over to womenofyoutube.com forward slash ConvertKit let's get back to it. So yeah, like I said, you're crushing it with views. You have over 320,000 people that follow you on Instagram. You're creating beautiful stuff, doing something really unique. And of course, I think that that name definitely helps you like what you said. So tell us about what business looks like for you from YouTube. And I guess as an extension, Instagram.
2: Yeah, so really my, my business is really my my e-commerce store that I have. So I make uh, I work with an app called Procreate and the app lets you create custom brushes. And so it's like Photoshop brushes. You know, you can create different effects that you can use then to, to write on the iPad. And so that's kind of how it all started is that um i use instagram almost like a promotional site to to promote my content on my website so really usually that call to action is for people to go to my website and I offer freebies so they can try things out and then they can buy the, the brushes. I also make practice sheets so people who like calligraphy and lettering, they want to learn how to do that so they can come to my website and they can download the, the practice sheets and then they can put them on their iPads and it's always like tracing the letters and so they can learn how to, to write like me or how to do those those lettering projects. Um, And then also I have online courses. I've got a friend, Amanda O'Neill. She's extremely talented lettering artist. She's amazing. So I've teamed up with her and I was lucky enough that she agreed to do some courses with me. So I I filmed those with her and um, so we've, we've released them together. And it's another way for people to learn more. Those are paid courses um and i promote them on my website as well and then um the same thing was with youtube is at the start it was really a vehicle to drive traffic to my website as well so you know kind of having multiple touch points i'm using pinterest as well sort of as a as you know have where the audience is right that's where you promote your things and um so that that was kind of the main staple of of the business and and now with youtube um you know the ads uh and another dimension that you know that i feel like i can capture a new audience and from monetization obviously have that income stream but
0: then also support my website as well you said a lot of things that my content nerd heart really loves like you have different audiences and different places like your people on pinterest are one audience your people on youtube are one audience and your people on instagram are one audience and you're all bundling them to your website where they can come together all at once to get the one thing that they need, which is, you know, your product that you're selling, your downloads, your brushes and your courses and stuff like that. Mm. I absolutely love that. Are you creating one piece of content and using it as like the foundation for all three of those places? Or are you creating something different for each one?
2: It's a good question. Um, I'm very scattered. I I wish I could do that, but I haven't figured it out yet. I tend to just make things that just pop in my head. I'm actually not very structured and organized. I just do stuff that pops in my head and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But you know what? I have to tell you, um, the other day, I was checking out your YouTube channel and I saw that you talked about uh, videos for Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never knew about it. So thanks to you, I found out about that. So that's going to be my next thing, the three-minute videos on Facebook. I've never made I, – I didn't even know this existed. I found out thanks to you.
0: Oh, well, so thanks. thanks. I'm glad. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> you can take your old your YouTube content and upload it natively yeah. to Facebook. And once you hit certain milestones on Facebook that aren't super unobtainable, uh, you get Facebook monetization. So, exactly. Yes. I mean, if you're yeah. looking for more – like I said – my whole platform for everything I talk about is doing more with less, which is yes. why I love what you said about how you create yes. and you put it yeah. in other places. Yeah. that's exactly what I teach people to do, and so it just makes me like super excited. When I think yeah, yeah. And you know what? What I'm thinking is I'm going to
2: use I'm going to use the Instagram videos because I speed them down. You know, I, I or oh, so, sorry, speed them up to uh-huh. I compress them. But so now what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and uncompress them and put them on Facebook.
0: Brilliant. See, like I said, use what you already have guys and put it in all the places. I can't emphasize enough that create something, and put it in all the places that your audience wants to consume content. I I look at, how I came to the conclusion about this is I looked at my friends, and my friends all prefer to get the same piece of information from totally different places. So I have a friend that gets all of her information from YouTube. I have a friend that gets all of her information from like Facebook groups. I have a friend that's like the Instagram one. I have like a friend that's the Reddit lady, but ultimately they all get educated and learn about something from the same place or they find something cool and then they share it with us and then we go consume it in the platform that we want. Mm -hmm. And so I try to say that you should like, YouTube is amazing and I think that everything should start with YouTube if you haven't started yet like you already yeah. like I said you had that Instagram yeah channel that was perfect place for you to start um and build from there because the search is amazing and the way like it found through all the places is amazing mm-hmm. it never dies things die on instagram and facebook <laughs> but, well that's another reason why i really love
2: youtube is exactly for that reason it's not like you know in instagram you're only as good as your last two posts and that's it you know it dies 48 hours and it's gone and then on youtube i've got a video i made last year early last year and it's still my top
0: video now and that's amazing same totally get that oh i it. love that i love that we our stars of elaine crim thank you for that <laughs> No, it's really good. I was
2: actually going to ask you as well, if you don't mind about, you know, you you talked about reusing YouTube content on Facebook. And so so I was curious about if you use the exact same content on YouTube and Facebook, are you going to take traffic away from YouTube possibly? Because what I usually do, I I post my YouTube videos on Facebook and then people go to uh, YouTube to watch it. So what? how do you see that interaction and and what? what's your recommendation
0: there? So I actually have a system I've developed over the course of my experience of doing this. And so what I do, and y'all can do this too, I, um, I base off of having one video every week. And over the course of seven days, I release the content into specific places. So like I make sure I create a lot of content for one video. So it'll be like, okay, so if I have one video, I have to have a thumbnail, I have to have newsfeed images, I have to have Instagram images, I have to have Pinterest images, I have to have story images, and each one has some look and feel and size based on the performance best on the platform, and then I schedule it all out. And part of what I do with my promotion is by day four of seven, on the fourth day, I will natively upload the video to Facebook and LinkedIn. And my reasons for doing that is I've one completed the 48 hour YouTube recommendation for like trying to get it to pop. Right. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I want to use this long form content to touch my audiences on Facebook and LinkedIn because they want to consume it there and both. And while Facebook and LinkedIn don't necessarily penalize you as much as you, it really just depends on where they're at. I don't want I'd rather play the the platform's game and put the content up there natively for them. That way it can get that boost because what's important to me and my content is that my content is consumed. Because my objective isn't YouTube views. My objective is to one educate them about something they didn't know and two convert them to my list. Mm-hmm. And my but, list is but. where I spend my time making sure that people know about my new YouTube videos, they know about my new podcast episodes, they know about things that I have going on or new tools I'm using and things like that. So that's how like that part of what I do works. Right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, and like I said, my YouTube videos are only are usually beneficial three to six months down the road, mm. not within 48 hours.
2: Right. 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 Interesting. So, we
0: all do something different. So if you're like a vlogger, you know, what's happening right now is what's important that's why you should be putting all of your effort into promoting that current video and get those youtube views up you know mm-hmm. there's just different different rules so i think for different niches and you but if you know your audience you know what they want and where it works so i never get asked questions on those podcast thanks Usually I <laughs> uh, that's i'm funny. just curious i just oh you're the perfect person to ask <laughs> that's awesome I just wanted to take a quick minute and thank you for listening with a little something something from TubeBuddy. If you don't know, TubeBuddy is a free browser extension and mobile app for your YouTube account that helps you with finding the best keywords, create titles, A-B test your thumbnails, provides you with analytics, milestones, reporting, and so much more. If you have been inspired by the stories in today's podcast and you're ready to start creating, you don't want to do it without TubeBuddy. Get signed up with this free service at TubeBuddy.com forward slash women. Okay. So you talked a little bit about your process, about how like you had your little table in the corner and the light and all that stuff. So now that you have a dedicated space and like you've like figured out some sort of system where you are now, what is it that you're using to film? Like what's that, that process kind of look like so that we can uh, maybe absorb that ourselves and, and mimic you a little bit. So we need to talk about uh, things. Do you mean take, I, I can geek out. on Yeah. Geek, geek out. Let's do the geeking, the cameras, <laughs> the recording, the editing. Where, where are you living with your stuff? Cause I'm fascinated because I know you're doing this combination of like your face yeah. and then also the top down and you're, unlike most top on videos where it's like a demo of like a tangible item, you're doing something with a screen. So I'm sure that there's a whole like world of struggles in that. Yeah, and it's actually not too bad. I've got this rig above my desk. It's like
2: a um, you know, a backdrop stand where you can hang backdrops from. It's like really easy thing. So I hang my camera from that, so it shoots from the top. And then I also have a camera that shoots from the front at the same time. Okay. This is actually something I've only started adding in recently because it's you know cash flow
0: right (laughs) so really that's another thing i might word i
2: maybe another thing i would like to mention as well is that you don't actually need all this gear from the start so i really want people to understand that you can start with your phone i i filmed with my phone for a very long time and and these new iphones they they do actually really good quality videos so you don't have to think you need all this gear so for me, I, I started doing this because I'm a geek. I love tech. If I can have a new gadget, you know, that's, I, I'd rather have a new gadget than a new pair of shoes. <laughs> and okay. so, mm-hmm. so I got, I the got, um, first camera I got was a Panasonic GH5. And I absolutely love the camera. So I very, very much recommend it. It's easy to use as a beginner. It's not like you have to, you know, understand too much about it. I watched two videos about how to set it up. And that was it. And it's also got the zoom lens on it so I can you know zoom in and I shoot everything at 4k. Um, so that's how I started with that camera just from the top and then if I needed to film myself I, I would do another video and I just put the camera in front of me. But now I've got another camera and I bought the Sony a6600 with a 1.4 wide lens and um i wanted to have that nice you know sharp face and blue background look that's why i got that one but I'm, i don't like it so i don't recommend this camera and the reason why i don't like it is because it's hard to use like I, I i don't want to spend time trying to figure out how to set up this camera and yes it focuses but sometimes it doesn't and then i'm like oh, why is that i'm in the same place just focus properly don't bother me too much and so i um you know, I've got the two cameras now, which is great. I just don't like that Sony. So anyone if you if you're debating which your camera get, get the Panasonic much. and it also produces a nice picture, I think. So the Sony shows my wrinkles way too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs>
2: it's important. Uh, so then, yeah, I shoot those two at the same time. Uh, audio, audio is actually something I didn't realise how important it is, and especially for myself because I've got the accent. So it's it's yeah. Uh, I didn't pay too much attention. Also, the room I'm in has it has this echo because it's got the wooden floor. So I've investigated how do I make this less echoy. But then I ended up getting a, a live microphone. And that actually works really well. So I don't have to worry about the room. I just put it here and it's fine if I've got the microphone, but then it doesn't bother me. And because I'm not walking around, it doesn't matter. So that works really well. And yeah so I, I I film sometimes I film um you know for for a couple of hours at the time, just just lettering and writing and and oh, that's another reason another good point is that that's also the reason why I went with the Panasonic and Sony cameras is because they don't shut off after thirty minutes the The canon cameras they they can't record for longer than thirty minutes and the reason why that is is because in europe um they So the way it works in Europe is that if, if a camera goes for more than 30 minutes, they have to sell it as a video camera. Oh, okay. And then they have to pay more tax. And I think that's the reason why they do that. It's really weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it's bizarre. So that's, but then Panasonic and Sony don't worry about that. So that's why I got those. Um, Yeah. So I film and then sometimes I do, you know, ten takes.
0: (laughs) I, I'm sorry. I love, um, like, the honesty that's involved. She's like, I'm just a <laughs> hot mess. I, my, I can't show people my wrinkles. My room is echoey. You know, I'm just trying to figure this out along with everybody else. I just love that. I think that's my favorite thing. <laughs> Conversation, oh, it? it's so just like you know. I'm in the weeds with you. I don't have it all together like you think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, not at all. No, no. This is this is this. I'm still I'm still a beginner. I'm very much a this. So, I'm still trying to figure. But I just want this to be encouraging for people. You know, to to sort of you know hang in there. That's kind of my big message. Really, it's like you will figure it out. And then I take the um, I take the footage and I put it on my. I've got an iMac to edit. Mm-hmm. And so I put it on there. and then so so one of the things that that I struggled with at the start was um sort of post-processing these videos because they're four k is a lot. like sometimes I end up with two hundred gigabytes of footage to to process. And then so I'm putting this in premiere, and then I learned that what you need to do is convert these videos to a lower quality first, and then it's much easier to edit. so I, I learned that good and so you know and also i want to say all these things i didn't teach myself at the start i struggled through something and then i went out and researched okay how do i improve this and then i improved that one thing and then the next time i have another problem and i for example you know how do you work with two cameras angles at the same time but luckily there is this feature in Premiere that you can use and to switch out the cameras. It's super cool. But again, I didn't know that. So I, I went out and researched it and and now I know how to do it. So it's kind of a step-by-step process. So I, I really want to sort of, you know, tell people, don't get frustrated. You don't have to learn everything at the start. Like it's it's a step-by-step process. Just try it out. And if you get stuck, research it. And then you know it and then you carry on and then you get stuck again and then you research it and then you carry on. So you don't have to know
0: everything from the start. I feel like it's important to mention you will have a never-ending cycle of being stuck. Yeah, exactly. you figure one thing out, You'll yep. have to go figure out something else.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's that's what's so exciting to me. You know, I I love it. I I'm just a very curious person, and if I can teach myself something, I'll do it. I I'm very happy. You know, doing that, and I think I feel that's also why I love creating YouTube videos for that exact reason. Because I feel like now I'm not just a lettering artist. You know, I I know how to do that, but I can also be in front of the camera and I know how to set up the audio and the video and you know, I'm a director and I'm a you know Yeah, a, you, you yeah. develop like a whole new skill set. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. So this is the ultimate art form, right? You know how to how to do video and audio and, and images and putting it all together. And and now the next skill I want to teach myself is storytelling. That's really the thing. That's where it's at for me. I want to be able to tell a story, something that people want to listen to and, and I'm figuring it out. How how do I do this? How can I create the story arc, you know, creating the interesting hook at the start and then, and then sort of taking people through this journey with me and and that's, that's the next thing I, I want to figure
0: out. That's awesome. So share with us real quick, what is one thing that you could, what piece of advice could you give to us women of YouTube um to help us move forward with our crea- creator journeys
2: hmm it's a good question don't give up and i feel the technical side of things could be overwhelming for people you know uh using premiere is a very steep learning curve so if someone has a choice i feel like don't use you can use iMovie probably if you're on a Mac, that might be a bit easier to use, but I feel you get stuck with that quick, pretty quickly. So yeah, spend a bit of time figuring this out, how this works, how you can pro- post-process your videos, otherwise you get frustrated. Um, and then also um just do it. You know, don't don't worry about it. Like I think a lot of women also worry about the appearance and and you know how they might be perceived and 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 you're the most critical person with yourself and yeah it it, it's quite different how other people perceive you so don't don't let that hold you back really just just do it post that video and also uh, another thing i was going to say is post more videos that's probably my biggest mistake or not a mistake but something I, i i really feel is important because if you post more videos you get more data And the more data you have, the more you can analyze what's good and what's not, and then make adjustments based on that. So don't think your stuff is not good enough because you don't know. Like you you really want the analytics to
0: tell you that, and then you can make those adjustments. I hear you. I hear you strong on all of this. So do you think that there's room on YouTube for new creators? Hope so, yeah yeah i'm still new i hope there's still room
2: for me as well (laughs) so yeah yeah i I think steps absolutely there's and it's also like you see things and you go oh, this is not that good i think this could be improved and you know
0: there's definitely um there's always room for improvement yeah yeah awesome thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today where can people find you on the youtube's
2: Yes, uh, YouTube, um, you can find me under iPad youtube.com slash iPad Same on Facebook, same on Instagram, same
0: on Pinterest. Good branding up in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on TikTok as well. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much here. for taking your time. And I... I hope that you guys will all head over to her channel and see something truly unique and beautiful and cool to watch. Thank you so much for your time and talent. You, ma'am, are impossibly amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. And if you really love this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes to make the podcast gods and fill over at TubeBuddy happy.